Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at trylifemd.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Time for the 49ers Rush Podcast. And here's your host. John Chapman. What is going on? Faithful. I love that word. Faithful, right? They're not the best times currently. Let's be very, very honest. Uh, Things have been rough in the 49ers landscape, whether on the field, off the field, press conferences, practice reports, all those things. But here's the beauty of football. It all goes out the window when the teams show up. And on this week, the 49ers versus the Rams. What else could you want? Monday night football at home. Everybody, all eyes on us. Tupac would be proud. You get to go out there and you get to solidify what we all thought about the 49ers this season. That they are championship uh, quality caliber team. We got to see it. It's time. So this episode, we're going to be breaking down 40 dollars versus Rams, history, what to look forward to on the Rams offense, Rams defense. We've seen them so many times. We know uh, all the usual suspects. What are the keys to the game? Predictions, bets of the week, and more. Now, typically, uh, I do this show non-live because we have 11 pages of notes today, ladies and gentlemen. And I want to say shout out to one of the best in the business, Coach Cruz, um, who helps me on these uh, scouting report episodes. He crushes it. The, the, the rocks that he turns over is very impressive. But I got my man Clayton, who's moving back to uh, Northern California this weekend. Um, he was able to jump on with me, and I was like, you know what? Let, let's go live. Um, so your questions, comments, please bring them. Let's try to keep it as much as possible on the 49ers and Rams because we have so much to get to, which isn't a bad thing. Uh, But buckle up, baby. Let's go. Now, the Rams. What's their season been like? 
it's been up and down for them as well. They got, tra- they just got trashed at home. You know, uh, the Super Bowl team gets to host the very first Thursday night game. Bills walked into their house. We say their house. We know it's not their house. Um, Bills walked into SoFi and beat them by 21. And it was worse than that. Like they just absolutely clobbered them. Then the Rams were able to take care of business against two bad teams, the Falcons and the Cardinals. Um, and so, again, you, you look at their kind of up-and-down season so far. Started as low as you could possibly go, losing by 21 at home. They beat the Falcons by four, and the Falcons had a chance to win that game at the end. Then they beat the Cardinals by eight, which they've always kind of beaten the Cardinals. Um, and, like, okay, like that's their journey. Now the 49ers, they've struggled. Let's be very honest. They are one and two. They're not hitting on par with where they should be. Should be undefeated. But I think a lot of teams could probably make that argument as well. Now, if you look at the Niners just last week, right? The 11 to 10 loss versus the Broncos. The being down three turnovers, the safety, and the defense and special teams played as they are. And you lost by one point on the road. I think the story is unfolding about this 2022 49ers. It's that they are a very good football team, and the offense is just completely inept so far through three weeks. However, don't have to go back very far. If we look at last year, the 2021 season, 49ers were in a very similar space. They were 3-5 and five heading into a Monday night football game against, guess who, the same old sorry-ass Rams, and that is where the season turned around. You blow them out, uh, completely just take care of business. The 49ers go on, win three straight. They win five out of their next six, and they go all the way up to the NFC Championship game. Can this game for the 2022 49ers right the ship? What better way than to beat the super the, the reigning Super Bowl winners, right, in the Rams on Prime TV, you've already seen them suck it up once on Prime TV. Both teams, actually. Uh, the 49ers versus the Broncos laid an egg offensively last week on Sunday Night Football. You had the Rams just get completely destroyed on Thursday Night Football, one of the most watched football games of all time. What's this story going to be? Well, I think we're going to be able to paint a pretty good picture of exactly what's happening out there. Now, uh, if we do take one step back and we just look at the NFC West, Last year was dominant, literally won the Super Bowl. We had two teams in the NFC Championship. It was unbelievable. The, the, and the Cardinals were the hottest team in the NFL. I think they started out, what was it, like 8-0? The combined records of the NFC West heading into week four last year, 2021, they were 9-3, and best in the NFL of any division. Look at the NFC West this year, 2022, heading into week four. They're 5-7, and seven. worst Tied for worst in the entire NFL out of all the divisions. What a difference a year makes. Why do I tell that story? I, I, I bring those stats up because I think it's important just to understand the context. Every single team's number one goal is to win their division. The 49ers win this game. They are single-handedly in first place. They're 2-0 in the division with win against uh, the Seahawks, who they never beat. And then they would have another win against the, the Rams. They'd be tied with the same record, right? Two and two. But they would be two and oh in the division, which would give them the tie break to elevate above the Rams. This game matters. All divisional games matter, but playing the Rams matters much more so, uh, to say the least. So 
Let's talk. Let's go through an overall snapshot of the Rams. Then we're going to break it up into their offense and defense, respectively. Now, the Rams, they're tied for 20th points allowed. This is not the same Rams defense that we have grown accustomed to since Sean McVay showed up. It is by far the worst Rams defense. Now, we're through three weeks. I understand that. But if you look at the personnel, you look at the stats, you look at the game tape, you look at the quality of opponents, this is not a good defense. It's not. All right, 32 teams, so 16 is average. Anything below that is below average. They're tied for 20th in points allowed. People are scoring points on them. And they played teams like Marcus Mariota. Falcons torched them. Now, they have some legit talent on the outside. Uh, the Falcons do. There's no doubt about that. But if you look at their offense, guess what? Not an elite offense. They're 15th in points scored, right at average. They're averaging 20.3 points per game. And that 20 points is going to be very important because if you can only average that against the Cardinals, who do not have a good defense, against the Falcons, who do not have a good defense, against the Bills, who do have a good defense, well, guess what? You got the 49ers now. And the 49ers are at home. They're much better than those other teams we've mentioned. There's not a better defense than the 49ers, period. Now, if we look at their PFF ranks, and again, we're going to go by stats. We're going by grades. I'm just trying to paint as much of a picture as possible to allow a holistic view of what this opposing team is because we understand the uniform and their, you know, duct-taped, you know, glossed over jerseys that just look terrible and it, it sucks because the Rams have traditionally some of the best uniforms in all of call in all of football but man what they got going on now and they went to LA and they just destroyed those those uniforms they're beautiful anyway um now here are their pro football focus rankings per group overall they're third a lot of positives a lot of positives offensively eighth defensively seventh special teams 23rd so they're definitely on a play-by-play -play basis, they score very positively. The problem with the Rams, offense and defense and special teams, they give up the worst negative plays possible. Um, a lot of that has to do with Stafford, who leads the NFL in interceptions, again, uh, did last year as well. A lot of that deals with Ramsey um, just getting torched repeatedly against the Bills. So they give up big plays, but on a play-by-play -play consistent basis, they do pretty well. Well, okay, well, let's look at the 49ers. Those same pro football focus uh, rankings, again, 32 teams. Overall, they're 11th. Offensively, 29th. 29th offensively. I think that's accurate. That's bottom three in the NFL. It's at bottom four, actually. 32, 31, 30, 29. John Chapman can count. Bottom four of the uh, – of, and it's been bad. It's been really bad. Defensively, first. Not close. Special teams, 19th. Uh, that blocked kick, return for a touchdown, that hurt us bad. Now, we know the man on the sidelines, even though he's not always on the sidelines, head coach Sean McVay. Um, probably the turning point of the 49ers. I don't want to say season. It was week 18 Rams go up. I think it was 17 zero against the 49ers in SoFi McVay, uh, runs out there. Little muscle hamster self starts celebrating in the end zone. And then what happened? That was the turning point. 49ers turned it around. We went in overtime. We went in the wild card. We went in the divisional round. We go back to SoFi. We're up 10 points. 
and uh, we start laying eggs. And the Rams go on. The rest is history. But other than just the ties there, uh, McVay's grandfather, John McVay, NFL head coach, uh, he was with the Giants for a long time before he became an executive for the 49ers. He's in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. He, he was with us from 1980 to 1996. And, yeah, those years, those some good years. Uh, he was there for every one of our Super Bowls. Every one of the 49ers Super Bowls, he was there. Um, now, McVay's been incredible, 56-27 and 27, um, as a head coach, 7-3 um, in the postseason, youngest coach to win a Super Bowl. He's incredible. I don't have a strong dislike for McVay. I hate the Rams, right? So I don't like him. But it's mostly just because he's on the opposing team. Now, before we jump into the injuries for both teams, I do want to give a shout-out to my man, Project Ho Hoea. I'm pretty sure I'm saying this wrong. And if you look at, you know, we're starting to, I wanted to kind of promote what he's got going on. He does custom apparel for the 49ers. If you're watching this, this is a custom Tunga uh, Hufunga jersey, all 100% hand work. Um, I have a hat from him as well. Here's some hats. If you want to check out his gear, which I strongly recommend you go check it. It's absolutely, everything is hand done. Go to his Instagram account. It's Project Hoea, H-O-E-A. So Project H-O-E-A. Check them out. Tell them the 49ers Rush podcast sent you. If you want a jersey, you want a hat, you want something else that's specific, um, just let them know. He Again, basically what you do is you pick out the hat or jersey you want. You send them. You tell them what you want. He hooks you up. So, again, head to Instagram, Project Hohea, H-O-E-A, um, to check out their content. And it's absolutely great. Just good dude. Uh, just overall good dude, and we want to see him be successful. And it, it's, it, it's freaking remarkable the stuff that he's got going on. So uh, shout out to him. Now, are the 49ers going to be at full steam? That's something that's important to me because there's a lot of injuries and it starts up front. Eric Armstead still not practicing, still not practicing. What makes it even worse is, you know, his backups played great. Kevin Givens, stud. Hassan Ridgeway, unbelievable. Just cannot be moved in the middle. The problem was Javon Kinlaw has played absolutely great through the first three weeks of the season. Big reason why they have the number one team uh, defense in the NFL. He missed practice as well with the knee. Now, there weren't a lot of questions and a lot of answers on that in the press conferences, but what we do know is that D'Amico Ryan said, we expect Kinlaw to be out there with this Monday. So how much of it is a rest day? We haven't seen any issues uh, on film. He has been consistent, but that's something that we have to, have to, have to watch for. Um, and it's it's unfortunate to say the least. I don't think Armstead plays. I do think Kinlaw plays. Roz Dwelly, uh, he missed time with ribs. I think he's going to play as well. Uh, ribs usually are kind of a pain tolerance issue. Tarverius more questionable. He has been an outstanding special teamer. Uh, we'll have to see what happens there. Danny Gray, he didn't practice. He's got a hip issue. Now, as much as I like Danny Gray, this year is going to be rough because his skill set does not overlap with that of Jimmy Garoppolo. I want Jimmy Garoppolo to throw it deep, but we just haven't seen it yet. But um, I wouldn't be shocked if Danny Gray does not go. There's no need to rush him back just because it just doesn't fit very well. Daniel Bronskill, who's a difference maker, especially against the Rams, he's questionable. He's been practicing this week. I expect him to be back. I don't think he's going to start. I wish he would start at center, 
but he would be the first offensive lineman uh, if there were any injuries because Trent's out. We're going to have Colton McKivitz on the left side. Aziz is out. Um, Tyler Cross out. Ty Davis Price is out. Rams got a lot of injuries too. A lot of injuries. And whenever you look at their roster, which, yeah, Kali says, yeah, Rams are hurting along their offensive line. They're hurting on their offensive line if everybody's healthy. They're not all healthy. Their cornerbacks are bad, too. It, obviously, Jalen Ramsey's all-world. No problem with that. But Darion Kendrick, um, he had a full practice Friday. But he, he's been struggling. You know, the concussion protocol, he's got to be out there this week, but he's missed practice time. Jordan Fuller, their safety, he's been questionable. Didn't practice. Uh, he was limited on Friday. He's got a hamstring issue. You got to be careful with that. David Long Jr., their other corner, hasn't practiced at all this week. So Kobe Durant, another corner, hasn't practiced this week. Now their offensive line, Brian Allen, their center, their starting center, has not practiced this week. He's questionable. Uh, we'll see. And Van Jefferson just went on injured reserve with a knee issue. So we know the story with their offense. Um, we'll detail it a little bit more, but it's Cooper Cup and everybody else. It's Stafford Cup and then just a bunch of guys. That's all it is. They can't run the ball because their offensive line's so bad. It's just Cooper Cup, and their tight end's pretty good too. Um, that's it. Allen Robinson hasn't showed out at all. Now, if we look at the history of this matchup, 49ers are up big. We played them a lot. 49ers have won 75 wins, 68 losses, and three ties. That's a lot of ties. Uh, 49ers have won six out of the last seven. It's since it's been the McVay-Shanahan show, when these two teams are on the field, Shanahan's definitely controlled it. Now, early on, it was rough because the 49ers just had such a bad roster when they stepped in. But out of those six out of seven wins that the 49ers have, if the 49ers score over 20, they've won every time. The one time they lost, 17 points. That was in the NFC Championship. That's the most recent matchup. The 49ers score, they win the game. 49ers don't score, they lose the game. Kind of like this, the entire theme of the 2020 season so far. 49ers don't score, they lose. Um, scored 10 points, lost two games. You got to put points on the board. Jimmy Garoppolo, Kyle Shanahan, offense. You got to take care of your business. Now, if we jump, yeah, obviously the last matchup, 49ers were up 17-7 going into the fourth. Um, then things fell apart. We saw the six-man front, all those different things. It was just bad. Uh, Cooper Cup torched us, 11 catches, 142 yards, two touchdowns. Odell Beckham Jr., nine catches, 113 yards. He's not around anymore. Um, it, it was just bad. We had the dropped interception from Tart. Not saying that would have won the game. Definitely would have changed things. Now, these two teams are very different from what we had last year. Rams lost eight starters. Eight starters. That's a lot. who they replace them with? They replaced them with two quality starters, and Bobby Wagner, who's been great. Uh, he's going to be in the Hall of Fame. He's great. And Allen Robinson, who has not lived up to the potential yet. The other six have been replaced by backups, late-round draft picks, and just guys. And it's showing. It's showing across the board. This Rams team is not near as good as last year's Rams team. And I, I don't think anybody disagrees with that sentiment. I don't think the Rams would disagree with that. 49ers new starters, uh, you got a lot too. All three interior offensive linemen. Trent Williams didn't play in either of those uh, in the last matchup. He did play in week 18 where the 49ers won in overtime. He didn't play. That was Colton McKivitz. So his last start was against the Rams. Guess what? He gets to start again against the Rams. But Spencer Burford, Jake Brindle, Aaron Banks, all new starters up front. 
That's different. Um, Nickel, Diamador, Lenore, I expect him to start again. Um, upgrade, right? Upgrade in corner. Charvarius Ward, didn't have him last time. Talanoa Hufunga, didn't have him last time. Tart dropped the interception, right? Not saying that Hufunga won't or wouldn't in that same situation, but Hufunga's been a defensive player of the year caliber player. Uh, we also have better returner, Ray Ray McLeod. Tayshawn Gibson, he's a new starter. That hurts because Jimmy Ward usually has his best games against the Rams. So there is a lot of newness uh, for both teams. Now let's dive in. Let, let's go all in on the Rams defense. Okay. What have they put out this year? Well, they're good in the red zone. What's up, Tommy? He says, John, I hope you're wrong, but I have no faith Monday night. Uh, he says, yeah, I'll tell you this, man. My favorite thing about football, you know, I was I was talking to my son about this the other day. You go against one person, you know, each play, sometimes there's double teams and all this stuff, but you go against this one player and you get to determine who's better. Who's better? Whether you're an old lineman going against a D lineman, whether you're a wide receiver against a corner, like it doesn't matter. It is a mono mono game in the ultimate team sport. And so the micro, you have this one-on-one matchup. That happens repeatedly, about 60 times a game. And you add all those up, and that accumulates into a team win or a team loss. When you get an opportunity to show up against a team like the Rams that ended your season last year, it's time to come out swinging. These teams don't like each other. There is no doubt about it on both sides. I freaking love this. And I get it. The 49ers have not done much offensively to give us hope. They haven't. But defensively, they have. Special teams, they have. And we've seen this offense with this personnel be successful before, especially against the Rams. I know it's hard to have hope after you that offensive production they put out against the, the Broncos. But I'm telling you, that's one. You look at it collectively, I'm telling you right now. And, and now, let, let's allow this, Tommy. Let's go through this defense. Let's see what they've done and see how it matches up because it's not a good team. Now, they do have some good stats. Um, eighth in red zone percentage. They've allowed four touchdowns and eight possessions uh, inside the red zone to opposing offense. That's good. Fourth in rushing touchdowns allowed. They've only allowed one, but that's because they're so weak through the year. They forced seven turnovers in three games. That's great. However, their offense has given up the same amount. They're zero in turnover ratio. They're not plus or minus because their offense doesn't take care of the ball. 23rd in pass yards. They allow 256 pass yards per game. 17th in yards per allowed. 16th in yards per pass. 26th in third downs. Uh, there's so much. They're giving up. Uh, they're giving up a lot. Here's their DVOA. And again, shout out to Coach Cruz for this. 16th in DVOA. They are an average defense, period. And that's with Ramsey, with Wagner, with Donald. They've got stars. There's no doubt. Outside of that, it gets bad. It gets really, really bad. Aaron Donald's great. I, I ain't trying to knock him. I don't like him. I don't like him at all. But it, it, it's they're not good. Wagner's played really well. He's second highest ranked PFF player for any linebacker this year. He's been great. But his counterpart, Jones, has been awful. Been really bad. It, there, there's lots of ways to exploit this defense. And I feel like Jimmy Garoppolo and Kyle Shanahan have always had pretty good games against them. Now, all right, here we go. The Rams are responsible for that five, six-man defensive line front to stop the run. 
They're the first ones that ever did it against the 49ers last year, and every team's done it against them since. Because of that, I do think the 49ers are going to throw the ball a little bit more than normal. I think that's going to happen. Obviously, we all want them to run the ball nonstop. There's going to be rushes, all that kind of stuff. There's no doubt about that. But this team is vulnerable through the air. I just hope they stay away from Jalen Ramsey. Double moves, you can get Jalen Ramsey for sure. But whenever you got Jalen Ramsey on one side and Darion Kendrick on the other side, man, man make smart choices, peeps. <laughs> Let's go. Uh, edge defenders, you know, uh, Leonard Floyd, Hollins, both rank in the bottom 10. Um, their respective positions, they have not been good. Kendrick, who's opposite of Ramsey, man, he he's going to struggle. Whoever's over there, that should be the first read. Did you know that you can now win up to 100 times your money on prize picks with as little as four correct picks? You can turn $10 into 1000 with basketball, hockey, college basketball entries today on prize picks, America's number one fantasy sports app. And here's what's great. It, it, you can get action on sports on more than 30 different states across the country, including California, Texas, and Georgia. On top of that, you got playoff basketball actions on the horizon, and this is the best place to take advantage of all of basketball's postseason actions. Some of these player props. Nikolai Jokic for over 10 rebounds. Anthony Davis more than two blocks. Lillard, four three-pointers made. You get to pick exactly how you want to use your bets. So download the app today. Use code 49ers49ERS for a deposit match up to 100 Again, that's promo code 49ers for a first deposit matchup up to $100 over on prize picks. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Um, now they were very blitz heavy last week. This was interesting. They blitzed 24 times against Kyler Murray and the Cardinals. That's unheard of. Um, usually, um, again, 14 blitzes versus Falcons, 11 versus Bills, 11 versus the 49ers in the NFC championship, nine blitzes for the 49ers in week 18 last year. I don't think we're going to see a lot of blitzes. It, you got to watch out for the big three, Wagner, Ramsey, Donald. That's it. Everybody else green light them, baby. Light them up. Go get them. Because you can, because they're not that talented. They're really, really not. Now, before we jump over to the offense, real quick word from our sponsor. You know football, and you pick winners all the time, so why not get paid for them in my bookie? Best single game spreads, money lines, parlays, teasers, multiple. You put it all together, increase your payouts, however it is you want to go bet. They've got individual game lines, stats, who makes playoffs, who doesn't. Now, what's even better about it, 
low cost entry fees on over half a million dollars to be won. Make it so you don't have to be a pro gambler to have fun. And that's what's awesome. You can bet a little bit. I'm an entertainment guy. I don't put a whole bunch on there, but getting started is easy. You just head to mybookie.ag, use our promo code 49ERS on your first deposit. They're going to double it all the way up, a dollar for dollar, up to $1,000 on your first deposit. So again, use our promo code 49ERS, double it all the way up to 1000 bucks. MyBookie is a proven sportsbook that makes it simple to bet and win. We've used them for over five years now. So make this your winning season exclusively at MyBookie. All right. Now we're going to get into our bets of the week later on in this episode, but I want to talk offense first. Rams offense, that is. Have not been good. Uh, <laughs> they've been below average. Uh, 30th in interceptions. They've thrown five interceptions. 13th in passing touchdowns. They've thrown four. Now, the one thing that the Rams have been really, really good at this year is third down conversions. They're fifth best in the NFL, about 48%, um, which is important. That's going to be one of my keys to the game. 14th in red zone percentage, um, average 25th in total yards, below average. I mean, they're just kind of an average team, except for when it comes to running the ball. They can't do it. 30th in rush yards. They're averaging 72 rush yards per game. Well, guess what? They're going up against the 49ers who are one of the best, if not the best, team against the run. Now, if Ken Law or Armstead's out, that could change things a little bit. If they're both out, we'll change things dramatically. But this is the 18th offense in the NFL DVOA. 18th. That's below average. This is not the Rams that we saw last year. Are they capable? Yes. This is not a scary. Odell Beckham Jr. changed that offense. And whenever he left with that injury and didn't come back, Things changed. Now, eventually, Allen Robinson's going to figure things out. Will that be this week? I sure as hell hope not. Cup is everything. Let's just be really, really honest. He is everything. Um, and they have also had the advantage. They have started the average starting field position for the Los Angeles Rams this year is at the 33-yard line, which is best in the NFL. Best in the NFL. Mitch Wisnowski might have something to say about that. If Jimmy Garoppolo and Jake Brittle could stop turning the ball over, then I think that's going to help tremendously. And Jeff Wilson, I'm going to throw your name in there too. But 24.1% of their drives offensively have resulted in a turnover. That's one out of four. That is terrible football. There are going to be turnovers from both teams in this game. Just can't let it get out of control. Now, the strengths, Cooper Cup, unbelievable. A dude could do it all. One of the best blockers, one of the best route runners. He does it from the slot. He does it from outside, deep, shallow, missed tackles, yak, whatever. He does it all. The entire offense goes around him. Can the 49ers finally find a way to adjust their offense to double or bracket coverage this guy? They did it to Devontae Adams in the divisional game and won the game. You can't take Cooper Cup out of the game. But if you can limit them, then you might have some success. Third downs are key. Um, Rams convert 48%. Like I said, 49ers allow 32%. That's a pretty big gap there. That's 16 points in between them. Can you meet in the middle? Can the 49ers keep the Rams offense at around 40% third down conversions? They do that. They win this game. Now, weaknesses. That offensive line's bad. Oh, it's bad. Joseph Noteblum, uh, their left tackle, who took over, uh, you know, 
he hasn't been good. He really has been bad. He's allowed 12 pressures, three sacks, five quarterback hits. Their guard, David Edwards, who they did have last year, he has an 8.7 true pass grade set on Pro Football Focus, one of the lowest in the NFL. They can't establish the run. Stafford's getting hit a lot. You've got to get to him. You don't have to worry about, like it was last week with Russell Wilson, about him escaping outside the pocket. Yeah, he's mobile. He can move a little bit, but nothing like Russell Wilson, nothing like Justin Fields, and really, to be honest with you, like not even anything like Geno Smith. They're super pass heavy. They're top three, the Rams offense, in pass attempts. They're going to air the ball out. They're going to abandon the run, and they're just going to throw the ball. That's what they're going to do. Now, oh, I love this. Clarzard uh, <laughs> uh, 49 says, Mooney Ward, pick six, calling it now. I would love that. Now, it's not really Mooney's, like, strength in his game, ball skills, but, man, that would be incredible. That would be awesome. If you got to pick six this game, you remember Jimmy Ward had one last year um, against them on Monday Night Football. He had two interceptions. Now, tendencies. Here's the deal. Two things. One, Stafford has not thrown the deep ball very well this year. He's three for 11 on balls that travel 20-plus yards deep. Zero touchdowns, one interception. He hasn't thrown it deep at all this year successfully. But what you cannot do, and this is – I it, I know D'Amico Ryans listens to this podcast, and I want to say shout-out to D'Amico. Uh, he, he's a subscriber. He's always here. Um, don't blitz him. Don't blitz Stafford. Don't blitz him. Maybe three. Maybe three, that's it. Do not blitz Stafford. I say it every year, and we still blitz Stafford, and he gets us for a touchdown. Don't blitz him. Listen to these stats when Stafford's blitz this year. 142.7 passer rating against a blitz. He's got two touchdowns, no interceptions, 17 for 20 pass attempts. He's incredible. Now listen to these stats when he's not blitzed. 71 passer rating. Less than half. Two touchdowns, five interceptions. And I think we finally have a secondary that can take advantage of that. Just bring four, maybe even three, maybe even three. Drop, drop, drop. Do not blitz. Now, if you do blitz, I want it to be a fire zone. And what that means is, let's say if you're going to bring Hufunga off the edge, drop a you know, defensive end, whatever. You're still just bringing four, just not your traditional four. That's cool. You can do that. This offensive line, they get confused. Do not bring more than four people. Do not bring more than four people. Thank you, Tomiko, uh, for coming to this TED Talk. Now, connections. There's a lot of them. Uh, Aaron Banks, Ben Swarnick, uh, Kyron Williams all played together at Notre Dame. Uh, they didn't overlap. Those other guys didn't overlap with Mike McGlinchey. Troy Fumagalli, uh, David Edwards played at Wisconsin together. Money Mitch Wisnowski and Matt Gay played together at Utah. That is the punter school. Tabor Pepper and Brian Allen. They were together at Michigan State, and Chandler Brewer and Charvarius Ward played together at Middle Tennessee State. What's up, MTS? I love it, man. Making it, making it. Now, we share every single week all of our bets that we do um, for the weekend over on our Patreon, patreon.com slash 49ers Rush Podcast. Uh, those, I posted those right before we went live today, so if you want to see all of our bets, those are over there. Didn't have a great week last week. Uh, week two, we did well, and so I'm hoping we're going to rebound here. Earlier in the season is always a little bit more difficult, but I like these bets. You just look at the spread. The 49ers are minus one and a half points. They're favored, which they are at home, but, man, after the performance they put up, I don't like it. I'm not touching that. 
I am betting the under 42 and a half points. I bet the under every single week with the 49ers. We have cashed that one in every single week for the 49ers. Bet five to win four and a half. Uh, and again, you can extrapolate that based on how much you want to bet there. And again, as always, mybookie.ag, use promo code 49ers, 49ERS, double your initial deposit. Now, I do have my favorite bets of the week. I'm going to share a couple of these with you. Um, one of them is a two-team teaser. So teasers I like because we get points. So you get plus seven points on each of these spreads. And I'm sticking with the uh, NFC West, even though I don't like these teams. I'm taking the Seahawks plus 10 and a half points. That's a lot of points. And the Cardinals plus eight points. So Seahawks plus 10 and a half versus the Lions. Lions are missing their three best players. Cardinals plus eight against the against the Panthers. I just don't believe in the Panthers and Baker Mayfield. And even though I think the Lions and Panthers might win both those games, I don't think that the Lions win by 10 and a half points for Seahawks. And I don't think the Panthers win by more than eight points against the Cardinals. Uh, bet 10 to win seven. That's one of them. And probably my favorite bet this week, Juwan Jennings over 17 and a half receiving yards. I don't think these people see Juwan Jennings pay attention to when he plays against the Rams. I don't think they see it because you look at Juwan Jennings, he dominates against the Rams. On top of that, you've got Tyler Cross out. You've got Ross Dwelly's banked up. And three, George Kittle has been kept in blocking to help Max protect for Jimmy Garoppolo in a lot of pass rushing situations. That's going to send Juwan Jennings out more. So I'm taking Juwan Jennings, the plus uh, over 17 and a half. I, I'm betting pretty big on that one. I, I put five for... Uh, only bet five on here. I'm betting that one a couple times, so uh, just letting you know there. Now, predictions and keys to the game. Here we go. I really want 30 rush attempts. That's important, um, and I hope that happens. But I'm telling you right now, I already know what the Rams are going to do to stop the 49ers offense because 49ers haven't gotten around it yet. Five and six-man fronts. If that's the case, 30 rush attempts is going to be difficult. So I want those. But I don't think they're that important. What I do care about is the diversification of carries. Okay? I want everybody to get carries. Most carries should go to Jeff Wilson. He's been great. Debo should get his as well. It's five to six. Jordan Mason needs four-plus carries. Now, what I'm concerned is Tevin Coleman's going to get activated, which is okay. No way in hell he should get more carries than Jordan Mason. Let the people get Jordan Mason. Feed this cat the ball. Give him the ball. Give them the ball. Now, the 49ers will have success through the air. And I do like Jimmy Garoppolo throwing the ball. Um, I think he's going to pass 220 yards. That's another bet that I put up there um, on Patreon. He's passed it every single time he's ever started against the Rams. I think that continues this week. I really do. That secondary is bad. Um, now, third downs. This is key. My two biggest ones. You got to limit Cooper Cup. You got to limit um, Aaron Donald. They're going to have their success, whatever. But third downs and turnovers, okay? So here we go. These are my two stats. You got to keep the Rams to about 40% third down conversions. But you got to get the 49ers to 40% third down conversions. So here's the Rams on third down. Here's the 49ers. We got to get them close to the middle. Turnovers. We got to get it close to the middle. If this game is even and turnover margin, 49ers win. The only way the 49ers lose this game is if they are negative again in turnover ratio, which there's going to be turnover. Jimmy's going to turn the ball over, guys. It's just going to happen. It's what it is. But so is Matthew Stafford. So if Jimmy has two turnovers and Stafford has two turnovers, we win the game. 
It's all the other crap, right? So if third downs are close, if turnovers are close, 49ers win this game. And I got a weird score prediction. I got a weird one. I got the 49ers winning 21-18. 21-18. Yeah, I see some of you guys doing the awkward dog look. Hmm? Yeah, it's going to be weird. Uh, very similar to the 10-11 to game we saw last week. Sometimes points get weird, but I'm sticking with it. 21-18, 49ers. Um, I think that they win this game. I really do. I think they're the better team. And I, I believe in the defense. I think Stafford's going to have fits. And I really hope, I really hope, D'Amico doesn't blitz. If he doesn't blitz, all's going to be all right. Um, protect the ball. Jimmy's going to bounce back. Jimmy's Jimmy. Um, going to be some head scratchers, but we're going to be all right. I got 40 hours winning. I want to say thank you to Clayton, the man behind the scene. He has been crushing it. I know we got a couple more questions we're going to get to. Um, and so let, let's get a couple more questions before we jump out of here. Clayton's been taking care of it. Let's get those thrown up on the screen. Uh, let, let's dive into them. Oh, what's up, Clayton? How are we doing? We get to see hey, your presence. John. What's up, John? What's up, faithful fam? How are we all doing? I actually am coming in here with some breaking news. This is via Matt Barrows. He's on hand at 49ers practice, and he reports that we have Eric Armstead and Javon Kinlaw practicing right now. Now, the, the official injury designation has not been released yet. We'll get that in about an hour, hour and a half or so. But that is very, very good news. And we do have some questions, John. So I'll start pulling those up here. Dude, as well. thank you. And I'll say this like, I told you earlier today that D'Amico said he was expecting both of them to be out there with them Monday. And so now that that has been kind of, you know, set up, that's great news because you're talking about a Rams team that has struggled to run the ball. Now you're getting your two best run defenders and Javon Kinlaw and Eric Armstead in the middle. And I know I saw the knee and it bothered me, but. Javon Kinlaw hadn't had a day off since the season started. So it makes sense. Um, it makes sense. Big time. Uh, Klaus already says, John, if the 40 hours lose down the stretch, are jobs on the line? No, not as far as, no, I don't believe so. Um, one, Kyle Shanahan was in an NFC championship last year. Uh, so that doesn't make sense. Uh, I know that social media is dark and poisonous and all that kind of stuff. But no, um, the, his, nobody's jobs are on the line in this organization certain position coaches could be i know there was a massive overhaul on the offensive coaching staff defensively jobs are on the line because they're going to be leaving D'Amico ryan's going to be head coach next year so like i, I get the fire people whatever we're one and two don't be so short-sighted we we're three and five last year made the nfc championship you got to wait for the season to play out there's been a lot of injuries no jobs are on the line michael uh he says john would you say mcveigh is a better coach than shanahan coach not play caller. Um, I think you have to give McVeigh the upper hand with what he's accomplished. I think you also have to say judging this right now is difficult because McVeigh and Snead have pushed all their chips in. They're not trying to build a dynasty. They have sacrificed all of the Rams future for now. And that paid off last year. You got to wait and see because what are the Rams going to look like in five years versus the 49ers in five years? They traded a similar draft capital for a 34-year-old quarterback. We traded it for a 21-year-old quarterback. So you got to wait and see. So if you're measuring what they've done so far, yes, McVay head and shoulders above, even though he's way shorter. But you got to look long-term because we don't know how that's going to play off yet. Um, they sacrificed a lot of future for now. It's paid off. But what are they going to look like when Stafford retires? Because I think that this is a team that could be right back to where the Rams have been traditionally, which is at the very bottom. Um, let's see here. Luciano. Luciano. 
Kittle mentioned that the Rams figured out how to stop us in the NFC Championship. That's why it's been hard for the offense to get going. Now they need to figure out how to beat it. Yeah, it's that five, six-man front. Stop the Russian attack. Make Jimmy Garoppolo beat you deep. There's a big reason why the 49ers went out there and got Trey Lance. Throw it deep and outside the number. Mix up the numbers. Jimmy has never proven to do that. He's got to, he's got to, at some point, him and Kyle got to team up and beat that. You can't let a five-man front beat you. And you look at the 49ers offensive output, it's it's bad. The touchdown drive against the Broncos, the very next possession, five-man defensive front. Niners offense completely stalled. Um, Dale says this, what do we do against it? You got to throw the ball and throw the ball quick. You got to throw the ball outside the numbers. You got to force them. Okay, if a team has a five-man front, they're pulling a linebacker or a nickelbacker or a safety because they're saying Jimmy doesn't throw it deep. And it, you saw it last week versus the Broncos. You got Debo, Scott Free, with no safety help and nobody within five yards of him. What does Jimmy do? Looks back, throws it between the numbers. Yeah. Like, that's just, you can't do that. So if a defense, every single defense that is out there has vulnerabilities, you have to attack those vulnerabilities. So if a defense is going to sacrifice deep outside the numbers help, guess what? You have to throw it deep outside the numbers. You got to go where they're not. And that's what, you know, Peyton Manning um, was so successful because he was a numbers analytics guy. He'd get up there and say, oh, okay, I get, that's the weakness. That's where I'm going. Check, check, check. We're going there. That's what it was. And so not that Jimmy Garoppolo is Peyton Manning, but Peyton Manning didn't have a rocket arm by any stretch of the imagination, especially late in his career. Got to take advantage of vulnerabilities. Jimmy Garoppolo has not been able to do that. Jimmy Garoppolo... Inside the numbers, 10 to 15 yards, I'm just going to go there no matter what. Triple coverage, cool. I'm still doing it. People could say, oh, wait, I haven't got snaps or whatever. He's been doing that five years straight, ladies and gentlemen. Um, you you got to get outside of that. That's what it is. Johnny, what's up, Johnny Dales Football Academy? If you haven't seen his channel, we had him live earlier this week, which was awesome. He, he's a great dude. Uh, but he says, do we have Mooney Ward travel with Cup? I don't think they will. I wish they would. We did see mostly last week travel across with Jerry Judy, which was fun. Um, it was, I, I it could be off my head. I think it was a tray look, two tight ends, or sorry, two wide receivers with a tight end last week where you had Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, and the tight end. And Emmanuel Mosley went over to the defensive left side, which he usually doesn't do. What I personally would do for Cooper Cup, I would do a bracket. I would do a bracket coverage with my nickel. Um, and my safety, I would put Tarverius Mord on the inside. I'm sorry, not Tarverius Mord. I would put Talano Hufunga on the inside, and I would put Diamandor on the outside. That's what I would do personally. Um, might even put a safety over the top on top of that, too. Just say, hey, somebody else could beat us, not this guy. And then you allow your stud corners to be one on one. I'm fine with that. Um, but you got to attribute at least two inside. I want bracket coverage on Cup. They haven't been throwing the ball deep well which in bracket coverage you can still have vulnerabilities over the top but that's not really where cooper cup does most of his work that slot fade in the red zone he does but the rest of the time it's all side breaking routes drags digs um you know just cross olivia i was wondering about poe being a big wing back yeah i think that would be fun i don't think we would see that until next year um it would be fun. They're trying to develop him at guard and maybe center, which, gosh, we need some center help. I think the biggest oh, yeah. weakness on the 49ers roster right now, Jake Brindle has been bad. 
I don't think he's been average. I don't think he's been um, subpar. I think he's been bad, especially with the two turnovers and back-to-back weeks. He's been bad. If there's one position that I can fix, and I've been saying this for two years straight, got to get a center. Uh, maybe Brunskill can fix that. Maybe Poe can fix that long-term. Maybe Nick Zakil can fix that long-term. Jake Brindle ain't it. Uh, maybe that turns around, but Aaron Donald being in front of him, I don't think that's it either. I don't think that's it either. Uh, awesome. I love it, man. Appreciate all these questions. Clayton, any more? Did we get them all cleaned up? I think we got the grand majority of them. Guys, last chance. Get them in there right now. If you like got them. Now, <laughs> as uh, those last ones are coming in, remember our stuff for the 40 Hours Rush Road Trip is up and active across the entire season. Next week, we're going to be in Charlotte. Uh, Saturday, we're at Graham Street Pub. We've got our tailgate set up right across the straight stadium at Town Brewing Company. Going to be an absolute blast. Really, really excited about that. Uh, so go check that out. Um, we've, I mean, we've got Atlanta's plan for Mexico City. We've got the 49ers home game against the Dolphins we've got set up. I mean, we've just got Seattle road trip. It's just boom, boom, boom. All tickets are available now. 49ersrushroadtrip.com. We had a crazy awesome time with Navarro Bowman last week. It was incredible. Um, but yeah, uh, this has been fun. I love these episodes. I know I'm a little bit long-winded and talk a little bit more on these, but it's because we got so much stuff to get to. Um, so anyway, Clayton, you're the man. What are your thoughts on the game this week? How are you feeling? I think it's going to be a huge game. As big of a game as you can get in week four. And I just... I hope the team shows up. I hope they do what they've been training to do. And yeah, let's just, let's get a big win here on Monday. We need it. We need it. We need it. All right, guys. Want to say thank you to our executive producers of the show behind the scenes, 49ers, George three sixty five, and kilted Niner, baby. Uh, Love it. Appreciate you guys. Thank you all so much. And man, enjoy Sunday, watch it football. And then Monday, let's go get this W. All right. Stay Mm. strong out there. Faithful. Here in America, work is in trouble. We've offshored our manufacturing, sent away good jobs, and lost so much ability to make things. American Giant is a company that's pushing back against this tide. They make high-quality clothing, sweatshirts, jeans, dresses, jackets, and so much more, right here in the USA. Visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order when you use code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com, promo code STAPLE20. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.